Passholder's Guide Podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual passholder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention names to work for one. Each show I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcements at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can bring you one hell of a show. everybody i have this is your first episode i wanted to welcome you here to the passholders guide podcast if this is not your first episode hey thanks for coming back this episode our mid month of august 2021 i wanted to look at something that uh we all may take for granted it is the pre-shows for all the rides that we go on a lot of work is put in to entertain us and prep us for the ride this is my top 10 list of what the best pre-shows are now i count pre-show as everything before you get into the actual ride vehicle so here we go number 10 we are starting this list at the animal kingdom where i think expedition everest is one that deserves to be on the list now it's opening in 2006 it sets a proper tone for what you're about to experience starting outside the queue So from the buildings, the building materials, and the flags hanging all over the Asia area of Animal Kingdom, uh, it really has you believing that you're about to be joined by Sherpas and head up to the top of Everest, where you may, you know, run into a certain somebody. Now, I love the queue because I'm nice and tall, and there are bells uh, that you can ring that, you know, those short people can't reach. So sorry if you're uh, not as tall as me, but I am ringing every bell as often as I can, and I will drive everybody, especially my wife, absolutely crazy with it. Number nine. Uh, This is a classic ride over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and this is Star Tours. Now... You enter Star Tours, you come face-to-face with the two characters, only two characters that are in every single Star Wars movie. Of course, that's R2-D2 and C-3PO. Now, 
they're going about their normal bickering as you're checking the flight board to see, you know, what the arrivals and departures. As you move past them, you move into a loading area. We see other droids are getting ready, and you got, uh, you know, the security there checking everybody's bags before they go on their intergalactic flight. And, of course, they're doing just a top-notch job. I think it is incredibly entertaining and puts you right into the middle of that Star Wars story and deserves that number nine spot. Number eight. We are still staying at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This time we're going to the other side of the park for the Tower, Tower of, Terror. of Terror. Now, five years after Hollywood Studios opened, we got the Tower of Terror, and everything about this ride is set up to scare you. It sits at the end of Hollywood Boulevard, staring at you ominously. The queue heading up to the hotel is broken and fallen apart. The lobby is is dusty and full of cobwebs. And then you hit the video straight out of the... The Twilight Zone. At a creepy boiler room and a few cast members acting weirdly. And this ride does its job of freaking you out before you even get into a dilapidated service elevator. Number seven. Still staying at Disney's Hollywood Studios, right across the street from the Tower of Terror is Aerosmith's Rockin' Roller Coaster. This makes my list for uh, with the three sections that you go through before boarding your limo. Uh, walking into the record company, you see posters of some of the greatest artists and bands ever. Then you come face-to-face with the band as they're in a recording studio. If you could add a few gray hairs to it, they would look just like they, they do today. The big selling point and why it's a, a little bit higher on my list is when you exit the studio, you're going into a back alley, which I haven't spent a lot of time in big cities. This is exactly what I would imagine a back alley you know, would look like, but the, the smells, the atmosphere, the signs all around, I believe I'm getting ready to board some sketchy limo heading uh, through downtown. So uh, it is number seven on my list. Now, number six is a, is a go with me here. It's tough to be a bug. That is the Bugs Life uh, show at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, most people don't care for this show, but they don't take a lot of time to, you know, they don't spend a lot of time in the queue. The line for this one snakes you under the Tree of Life, and as you go deeper in the roots, the larger the carvings get, essentially shrinking you down into a bug size. Then you go into an actual anthill for the show, and you're the same size as Flick. Getting face-to-face with these carvings and seeing just how massive they are and that, and it gives you the shrinking feeling, is why this is a, a number six on my list. Number five. Now, this one pains me that it's so low on my list, but it is worthy of the top five. We're staying at Hollywood Studios some more, and this is a Smuggler's Run. Uh, it was the opening attraction for the Star Wars land, carried it uh, through the launch, and all for good reason. The, the ride itself will blow you out of the water, but we're going to share more about that on an upcoming show, so stay tuned. The queue puts you face-to-face with the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy, the Millennium Falcon. Seeing the ship in person and just how massive it is really makes the Star Wars fan tear up, and I'm guilty of that. I, I shed a few tears uh, how, how, of joy going through uh this whole land but heading into the hangar it looks like you literally caught the workers at lunch uh, then you move in to get uh, get your mission from one of the most lifelike animatronics ever the one the only hondo onaka and there's really only one way to top seeing him and that's when you get to sit in the belly of the falcon and well 
we'll go more on about that as like I said in an upcoming show. Number four. This one goes a bit of a nostalgia for me. It's one of my personal favorites. We're talking E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Now, E.T. at Universal Studios is uh, really is a guilty pleasure of mine. It's old, it's worn down, but it's a must-do on my list. Uh, when the ride was running pre-COVID time, uh, you got a behind-the-scenes look as you waited in line. And the first room was the introduction from the director himself, Steven Spielberg. You may remember him from episode four, and if you don't, please go back and listen. He explains the mission and why it's important you must get E.T. back to his home planet. His world is dying without his healing touch, and it's up to you to board your starbound bikes to help him get there. Another nostalgic memory is the second room you would give uh, you, your name to one of the team members and get your boarding pass. Those were connected to E.T. at the end of the ride, and he would say your name. After getting your boarding pass, you come to a fo- uh, the forest and the greatest smell in the world. I've bought candles and essential oils to try to duplicate this smell. But you take a deep breath, walk through the forest, uh, and you're literally there as the government is searching for E.T. Uh, you get a message from his teacher begging E.T. to come home, and that completes your pre-ride experience. Number three, we are heading from Universal Studios over to their sister park, Islands of Adventure. This is the brand new one, the Velocicoaster. The ride queue swings out under the main drop of the ride, and it lets you know that what you're in, in store for when you reach the front of the line. But before you get there, you get a great dose and a perfect mix of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. You get Dr. Wu and Mr. Healy building up the ride before you get to the metal detectors, and then Owen and Claire after. The banter between Chris Pratt's character and Bryce Dallas Howard is uh, why this ride ranks so high for me, and you're just going to have to go ride it to find out. Listen, I am a huge Star Wars fan, and if this was a list of top rides, this would be my number one. But we're only talking about the pre-show. Of course, we are talking about Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. Now, this ride has three parts to its pre-show, starting with a message from my girl, Ray, well, a hologram of her. She congratulates you on joining the Resistance and is getting you a ride to a Resistance base. On your trip to the Resistance base, of course, the First Order has to come and ruin it, and you get captured. You end up on the on in a hangar of the First Order, coming face-to-face with stormtroopers and First Order officers. Now, being on a Star Destroyer in person is jaw-dropping. It's almost as good as the actual ride, but as, like I said before, that's going to come up on an upcoming show. So, stay tuned. Number one. This is going to Jimmy Fallon's Race Through New York. Now, I know what you're saying. You think this ride sucks. And to that, I'd say, well, that's your opinion. I happen to like Race Through New York, but we're talking pre-show. This ride has the best. You start downstairs with the history of The Tonight Show. I only knew of three hosts, but turns out there have been six, and you get to see clips and props for most of them. Heading upstairs, you have a waiting room that on the busy days you must wait for a certain color to be called, but that's where you're going to find Hashtag the Panda and the Ragtime Gals. Uh, In between their performances, you get clips from the most current host, Jimmy Fallon. Now, I have skipped my color being called to catch these shows. It's fun hearing some of your favorite R&B songs sung as a barbershop quartet. Well, that is my top 10 pre-show list. Please reach out to me at facebook.com slash the Passholders Guide podcast. Let me know, did I get your favorite one? Is there one I missed? You can 
post there, message me, or reach out by email at passholdersguidepodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, everybody, here is your mid-August news update. We are starting over at SeaWorld, where they are looking for new people to work, mainly because they are starting their craft beer festival that is going on now through September 2nd. They have over 100 different craft beer options and over 20 different food pairings to go with those. Now, needing the extra cast members for that, and they also need extra cast members for their Hallow Scream event. Uh, working Hallow Scream, you do get a $500 bonus and a annual pass for the upcoming year. That uh, would be in 2022 uh, for Working Hallow Scream. They have announced all of the houses for the Hallow Scream event. It is, is 10 different ones. We have the Water's Edge Inn, Captain's Revenge, Beneath the Ice, Dead Vines, Siren Song, Monster Stomp, Sea of Souls, Frozen Tremor, Witchcraft Bayou, and Deadly Ambush. Now, the map I have not seen out for SeaWorld yet, or the exact times or that the special ticketed event is going to take place, as soon as I can find those out, they will be on the Passholders Guide podcast uh, Facebook page, so go ahead and give us a like there. Uh, moving on, Disney has reopened Big Top Souvenirs, but this time it reopens with an indoor seating area. So that is tucked back in the New Fantasyland section that's over there by Dumbo. And uh, the, all the meet and greet areas is actually where you come out of the meet and greets. Um, the Boneyard Play area at Animal Kingdom has partially reopened, not fully. Uh, but your kids have a new section to play there. And the Beauty and the Beast stage show at Hollywood Studios has reopened. So it's always nice to see everything coming back, all those cast members going back to work, and being able to accommodate those large amount of guests we have here for the summer. Uh, the newest hotel on Walt Disney World property, the Swan Reserve, is now set to open in late September. That is there on the backside of Epcot, right next to Hollywood Studios, the Epcot Resorts area, and right next to the Swan and Dolphin. You can't miss it. It's, once again, another tower that, well, you're going to be able to see from everywhere. News on the Space 2020 restaurant at Epcot. Uh, that is also going to be opening in September. Um, last we heard, they were still doing hiring for that event, uh, for that restaurant. Something tells me they've got a full staff and are going through training now because we are only about a month away from its opening. Uh, news at Disney Springs, November 18th, the Drawn to Life, the new show at Cirque du Soleil, uh, the one that was just getting ready to premiere had a few test uh, uh, test showings, and then unfortunately had to close down for COVID. Uh, that show is coming back. Uh, you can look for tickets um, in the fall, but November 18th is the first show date. Now, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is getting a, a preview that is set for the 4th and 5th of September, uh, starting with pass holders. Emails have already gone out, and I'm pretty sure they are already fully booked for that. But we all know what happens right after previews. 
uh, they're going to be start doing a soft opening. So somebody uh, take a look at it end of September. You know, you probably might be able to sneak on there right before the grand opening on October 1st, the 50th of Magic Kingdom, and the 39th birthday of Epcot. Now, Boo Bash has officially started at the Magic Kingdom. It is different than Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. Uh, the initial reviews have all come back positive. Um, the big difference is Not-So-Scary had perimeter fireworks, uh, stage shows, and a special parade. Uh, now, those events, pretty much the events that would cause people to gather, are not going on. I believe there are uh, character cavalcades and special character... Uh, appearances that are still going on uh, the big difference is this event is you get unlimited free popcorn ice cream and soda so uh, trick-or-treating is still going on you can do your trick-or-treating most of this event is a overwhelming success despite the large price tag on it now hopping over to our third park we normally talk about Universal the Construction walls have gone up at Poseidon's Fury. Uh, this is in anticipation of that whole area reopening. It has been down for quite a while. Um, I'm hoping that they are doing a little bit of dusting and uh, retraining on that area. And we are going to get Poseidon's Fury back as an attraction. Now, the Jurassic World Tribute Store has officially closed. But the facade for the Halloween Horror Nights Tribute Store is going up now we expect that to open at the end of august right before halloween horror nights op uh, starts in early september now the team member previews are set to go on for at the very end of august for halloween horror nights they're going to test it out let us know uh, how awesome it is uh, we'll check out all the blogs and we'll see if we can share some stuff on the facebook page when that starts coming out but speaking of halloween universal has opened up the all hollows eve boutique believe that is on the islands of adventure side i will let you know this week as i am going and uh, stay tuned for pictures of that but with Hall all hollows eve store opening that must mean that halloween horror nights is right around the corner they have announced yeah that is universal has announced all all 10 houses that are coming now we do have the Beetlejuice house and the Universal Monsters Bride of Frankenstein Lives house. Those are kind of returning from last year uh, with the low capacity. They were pretty much very limited on who got to see those. So those will be back. On top of that, we have the Haunting of Hill House, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured, Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland, Case Files Unearth, Wicked Growth, Puppet Theater, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. So some of those are plays on previous houses. A lot of them are new, uh, new ideas that Universal has. Uh, personally, I am looking for the, uh, looking forward to the Halloween Horror Nights icons captured. It's always nice to see everybody back, including Jack, the director, and. Uh, the storyteller uh, along with all the other uh, ones they've had in the past this is celebrating all 30 years of halloween horror nights and it should be a great house now this month universal did finally announce the frequent fear passes 
Uh, they have a lot of different levels. You have a weekday, frequent fear, uh, one that includes the weekends or the ultimate pass. Uh, the ultimate frequent fear pass starts at $285. That gets you into every single night of Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, if you uh, chose to add a, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars more on that for uh, $729, you can get that frequent fear pass with X unlimited express. So if you got the bucks, you know, get it in while you can. Halloween Horror Nights is always worthwhile. And I wish I could spend multiple times going through that house. That's probably just gonna be the one trip, but that is your news for mid August. Stay tuned to the Facebook page for uh, new info. I try to keep that updated as soon as I find out. Um, following a few different sources so that way you don't have to just follow me passholders guide podcast at facebook.com and make sure you subscribe to the podcast i'll keep you up to date as fast as i can Alrighty, everybody just like every week as soon as i record my new segment something new pops up so our latest from walt disney world is the addition of the genie now, the genie sounds like an amazing idea, a great way to help you plan out your day, everything from uh, your food to the attractions to what shows you watch. It helps keep you on track, give you up-to-date uh, you know, show times, wait times for everything around you. But the dreaded thing we've all been worried about, we saw it come to Disneyland Paris, we knew it was on its way here. It's basically the Genie Plus is a paid fast pass system. So for $15 a day, you get the Genie Plus plus access to Lightning Lane. So from what I can gather, uh, the Lightning Lane basically is like the Tapu Tapu system at uh, Volcano Bay. It's you check your app. It says, oh, it's 2 o'clock. It's a 45-minute wait for the next ride you want. Come back at 2.45. You get to use that Lightning Lane or the Fast Pass Lane. Or you could choose to purchase two of these lightning passes, uh, a.k.a. a fast pass, of the rides of your choice. The only good thing about this is it does get rid of the old fast pass system, which if you weren't first on that, you're last. Many a days you cannot get the access to the rides that you want uh, on fast pass. Those have already been booked 30 to 60 days out. But... It was better than a paid-for system. So, Disney, we know you're listening. Uh, it, FastPass was a broken system, but it was better than paid-for system. So, that day is here. It is coming. You know, yay for the Genie. Boo for the Genie Plus with Lightning Lane. story time but the new hardware is giving me a bit of a hard time and i have not had a chance to go out and grab a story for you but i did want everyone to know that the 10th episode we are going to be doing a giveaway so more details about that are going to be in episode number nine and all i can say for right now is best thing to do is follow the facebook page 
I know I've been uh, hounding on that a lot, but Facebook.com uh, slash Passholders Guide Podcast uh, is where it, I will be making the official announcement. Uh, it'll go along with episode number 10, and all the details will be posted, but it is going to have to require everybody to like and uh, like the Facebook page, and you'll see the rest of it on there. So go ahead, head over there now. We'll keep you up to date about all the new shows and everything that else is going on. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.